Chemist Warehouse thinks it's a great idea. The uh, directors think it's a great idea. Yeah. We all we all think that uh, this is the, uh, the, the the perfect. So vehicle. you're in. We're in. Yeah. We're in. Where did that come from? Where did you get that from? No, 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 I'm so sorry, Lizzie. Hit a bottle of champagne for me and I did not know that was no fluids in the studio. I have exploded a bottle of champagne. On Thursday last week, Chemist Warehouse came on board to fund the development of the app. But in and amongst the speed dealers, cut-off suits and bottles of champagne, you may have missed something. Um, I'm going to put a little caveat, though, on it, oh, uh, yes. boys. Yep. Gee whiz. Right. Probably well, should have saved w- the champagne before <laughs> the caveat. <laughs> Celebrated. <laughs> Might have gone a bit early. We've gone a bit early. Okay, yeah. Yep, sure. The only, the only qualification, we believe in this so much that we want to launch a app yeah. by next Friday. Next Friday. That feels... So that's, 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 that's a week? That's just, exactly just over. just over a week away. Great. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. I want you to match my commitment to that particular launch date. Are you in? Bloody yes, we are. Yes, Bloody we are. How hard can that be to create at the end of the day, Elias? The coding. We've got the idea, Elias. Yes. We'll get it to you by Sunday. We have four more days to release the app. My name's Will McMahon, and I've set myself a challenge. Over the next few weeks, using my radio show, Will and Woody... And this podcast, I intend to create an app which answers the question, how can we communicate without talking? Because we all know when you're struggling with your mental health, the best thing to do is to tell someone. But paradoxically, when you're in it, that's often the hardest thing to do. Talking fails us. So I'm here to answer the question, without talking, how do I share my mood? Okay, so the good news is that whilst you had a lovely weekend, uh, this ship has been full steam ahead. And the truth is, making an app in a week is impossible if you're doing it by yourself, which, thankfully, I'm not. Check, check, cool. All right. Fire away. All right, so this is kind of the first look at the skeleton of the app that the tech team have put together, and I think we need to be critical um, because the idea is if we get this to a point where we feel happy with it, then I think we can take it in. Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. So this is, yeah, I want to see if this is a bit closer to uh, what it was meant to look like in your brain. Yeah, awesome. This is Rosie Squires. Rosie, or Ro, as she likes to be called, is head of digital at ARN, and she is just one of those people that you always want to work with. She's a dream. And to be honest, without her, this would be nowhere. Since Thursday afternoon, she's pretty much worked flat chat the whole weekend with Jason O'Grady and Ryman White, our coder. We have actually managed to distill the app into three elements. Firstly... The app asks you to check in with how you're doing. Secondly, the app asks you if you'd like to tell anyone else about how you're feeling. And thirdly, the app can instruct the people you have told as to how you'd like to be interacted with. So element one, check in with yourself. So for its first trick, 
the app sends you a push notification to check in with yourself and hopefully just realize that you might not be doing that well. Yeah. And you get the option to set your check-in and it encourages you to check multiple times in one day or multiple days rather than just one standard time. Yeah. So it would give you more and more options. So what time, what day do you want to check in? Awesome. Now, this first element might seem basic, but for anyone that's actually worked in the mental health space or has any contact with mindfulness practice, you would know that this is arguably half the battle. To check in with yourself. We identify so quickly with a lot of destructive mind states, which means we often just get lost in them without even realizing we're in it or even questioning that that's who we are. It often takes someone who knows us well enough or a therapist to spot it. Practically though, as you're about to hear, checking in might sound simple, but as I'm learning every day this week and last week, nothing is simple when it comes to app development. So say you've come to it every day this time. So the first thing it will ask you to do is check in, which is a, how do you feel right now? And this is where I think we need to understand the language. Um, We've moved to a sliding scale. So this is new. How do we avoid people just putting smack bang in the middle every time? Yeah. Which is just like everyone every day. Yeah. Meh. Yeah. So you, how do you feel sliding scale? Using a slider to gauge your own mood isn't untrodden territory. Moods and metrics go about as well as horses and surfing, though. That is, getting someone to check in with themselves is one step, but actually getting them to try and put a name or a number on their mood, out of 10 even, it might even turn them away. Try it now. I'll give you a sec. Just check in with yourself. I'm not sure how that is for you, but it's different for everyone. But maybe just ask yourself how you are. Let's start with that. Okay, I feel like that might be long enough. And now, try and put a number out of 10 on that. The thing is, even if you nailed it, for whatever number you went with, how do you know that's the same as what someone else would rate their mood? Like your seven might be someone else's three. It's an impossible game. It's like trying to hit a moving target. And at the end of the day, I'm not a psychologist and the app is not designed to analyze your mood. It's just meant to get you to talk about it. The real goal of the check-in function is really just to prompt you to ask you how you are so that you might tell someone else. Thankfully, Australian psychologist Rachel Sampson told me that she had actually used a similar model, albeit with a fridge magnet like visual feeling thermometers what um yes so we basically um print a thermometer but rather than measuring you know temperature it measures a feeling um and so you can laminate that and have that stuck on the fridge and kids can mark how angry they are out of 10 or how sad they are out of 10 right um, and another really effective way of communicating what emotion they're experiencing and how intense that emotion is for them. Yeah. So, cause one of the, that's really interesting that you've just, just the fact that there's a prompt there, I exactly. find really interesting because that for me is the first part of this in a lot of ways yeah. is this prompt factor. How yes. do I, how do I remind you 
to check in with yourself. The function of the thermometer is 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 the back half of it. The front half of it, um, which is arguably as important, is just the fact that it's stimulating the child to think about how they are. Yeah, spot on. Yeah, completely. Because because that I mean, like shit. As a as a kid, I mean. Um, and even as an adult, like that's just not something we're taught to do until, you know, we're in tears or mm. worse. And then you, or yeah. you have a conversation with a friend or, you know, got someone that loves you that they're often the ones that say to us, you're not okay. Yes. Um, and so ra- true. rather than being able to do it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Element two, would you like to tell someone else how you're feeling? This next element in the app is really just a basic question. Would you like to tell someone how you're feeling? Yes or no answer. Speaking of keeping things uncomplicated, this is as simple as it gets. A basic yes or no is arguably the most important part of the whole process. Because if you hit yes, your problem no longer becomes your own. You share the load. And of course, pressing that button can take a lot just in itself. But with Share My Mood, you're already at this reaching out critical stage with only two clicks on your phone. See, the ironic thing about people not reaching out is that, as we've discovered, it's because they feel like they're being selfish by doing so. But arguably, not reaching out and hitting that yes button, that's the selfish bit. Because the people around you need a way to try and navigate you when you're like that. They're not mind readers and they're not trained psychologists. And also, as I found out in my chat with Woods and Hugh Van Kylenberg recently, just the asking of that question to someone you probably know who is suffering can really be ominous just in and of itself. I get really anxious around that question because I feel like Penny's immediate response yeah, is no. Because I'm fine. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. Like, why? Like, and it's a very, and sometimes yeah. the way she says it, I know that she's not, well, sometimes she is fine, but then she's like, well, what have I done? Have I been acting really? And it's this, it's not yeah. a, it's not a great question for me to ask Penny. And like, she'll ask, I'll be in a shit mood sometimes and she'll go, are you okay? And I get really defensive. I'm fine. Fuck. Like, of course. Of course. That, sorry. That's just, your natural so, reaction. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So we, it's not a good, it hasn't been a question that works well for us. I just find that so interesting. Like, I, I just find that so fascinating that, like, it's so obvious. Like, Woody knows me like the back of his hand. You know your wife at the back of your hand. Um, you, you talk about everything, anything. Yeah. We're, we're transparent as anything. But then just saying to them, hey, I think this thing might be going on that we both know goes on and has a significant impact on both of us. Like, yeah. it's helping both of you. Yeah. It's in service of both of yeah. you. It's, it is happening. Like, that, the fact that that is like walking to China is just phenomenal. Yeah. And it's also a thing about, like, it's, I, I think it's because she, I'm so proud of how hard she works at it. Like, she puts so much work in. When I say you're okay and she is okay and there's nothing wrong, it's like she thinks, fuck, I put so much work in and I can't even. It's still, yes. uh, I'm clearly still not. It's so, so true. I, there's so many, it's such a, I don't really ask anymore. I just wow. kind of walk on eggshells. Again, I, do, I have to be very clear in saying she's doing so of well. This is, doesn't happen that often anymore. But So this, would you like to reach out to someone button might seem basic, but it really is about tackling a bigger issue. 
It's about trying to shift the onus onto the person who is suffering, not completely. They're not instigating a DNM that probably still has to come from the people around them, but they're just raising a little flag. And that's what Share My Mood is about. It's not about solving the mental issue. It's just about greasing the wheels on the communication so that you can get access to the right support. Or screw that, maybe not the right support, just support. Then you can work towards whatever the right support is. But for now, it's just about letting someone know. And ultimately, we have to give the people suffering the option to decline the offer to share. Because again, I don't want the app to be something which deters people in any way. And I know that when I'm depressed, the idea of an app which acts like a distress beacon where everybody finds out how I'm feeling, that scares me. You have to be able to choose who you're going to tell. This is critical. Firstly, does it help you if you tell other people how you're going? Uh, yes. Doesn't the answer doesn't have to be yes there if it's not the case? Uh, okay. Uh, it depends. Uh, it depends on the situation. Cool. Why? Because if I'm at work, yeah, and I feel like I'm going to have a panic attack, yeah. I don't want anyone around knowing about it. Right. Um, about the fact that you're about to have a panic attack. Yeah. So, is there anybody at work, at your work, that you know? that you feel secure with or safe with yep. or anything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. If you rocked up to work and you were feeling really anxious, would they know that you were feeling anxious or about to have a panic attack? No. Would, would it be obvious? No. You're kidding. So the whole thing's internal. Yeah. This is my friend Bianca Kaufman. We're going to stay with her for a little while here because unlike me, she has anxiety. And I realise that that's a whole nother kettle of fish when it comes to telling people what you're going through. I feel awful as her friend that for the best part of our lives together, I actually had no idea, which really lends itself to the next element of the app. Element three, choosing who and how you want to be communicated with. The next thing is how would you like people to interact with you? And then that sliding scale goes from I don't want to talk to... I could use a chat. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. So we're sliding scale that. But what? Well, we don't, we can change that though. Like. Okay. No, no. Gotcha. This is just like a, this is, this is broadly the issue that we're covering as opposed to this is an option. Yes. Because what's three quarters of. (laughs) Yeah. I know. Where's the point? Yes. That's so true. Rosie and I are both pointing at a diagram here. So it's hard to tell what we're talking about. But the point is, how people interact with you is the third part of the process. And again, it's as integral as the other two steps. It's the part that's going to make so many lives easier on both sides of this equation. But my God, is it varied. All right, great. We're really good. Awesome. Okay. Got a bottle of wine. I don't know. Should we be talking about that? Yeah, it's fine. (laughs) That's fine. I just want to wind this back a little bit because this is my entry point to the story when you're mentioning medication. We were at a wedding together Mm -hmm. recently Mm -hmm. and probably had a bit of Dutch courage and you came up to me and we were talking, you were talking to me very openly about mental health, Mm. which I mean, we used to be old friends and I hadn't seen you for a very long time. You've been in London. And I was very much caught off guard by... (laughs) um, 
your transparency. Mm. You sort of came flying over to me and talking about how tough it was for you and you had a couple of really pointed questions that you wanted answers from me with. Mm-hmm. Um, and like naturally I was more than happy to talk to you about it, but I was really worried about you because I remember you saying to me, you said like you literally felt like you couldn't leave the house. Mm, back when I, back when it all started. Mm-hmm. Without taking lorazepam out of the house with you mm-hmm. as like a backup. Mm-hmm. That's really wild. Yeah. I'm actually so grateful that Binks shared her story with me. I don't like the word brave being thrown around with mental health too much because often it can make the monster bigger than it is. But truly, there is no other way to describe her and how she's tackled her anxiety over the years. What is it? Like, what is a panic attack for you? Like, it's obviously increased um, breath. Like, what's the? What does it look like physiologically? A panic attack for me feels a bit like um, I'm the one who. Well, I am the one, but I feel like my there, there literally is a voice in my head saying, "You will have a panic attack. You are going to have a panic attack." Right. And from there, I feel like I can't breathe. I then panic instead of sit with it, sit yeah. with the discomfort. Yeah. And it escalates and you feel that huge rush of adrenaline through your body. Yeah. And at that point, I think, I can't breathe, I'm, I'm going to die. Um, and um, wow. I feel dizzy. I feel um, I don't feel in control. No. And, that, and that for me is a big thing. I need to be in control of how I feel. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, that started sort of happening for me on the train into uni. So, um, I, I avoided that and I started catching the tram into uni and I avoided that. Um, and eventually I found that everywhere I went, it was happening. So Mm. to the point where I couldn't leave the house because that was my comfort zone. That was my safe place. My mum was my safety blanket. She couldn't right. go to work. She had to be home with me all day. I couldn't wow. go to uni. And um, wow. I didn't know what was happening. She didn't know what was happening. Um, and we, yeah, were lucky enough to speak to one of my best friend's mums who actually um, told me about one of my other really good friend's mums who is a psychologist and right. I went to see her. I had to basically rebuild my life again. So it was like, you know, today your task is to walk 10 metres down the street. Kidding. No. And that's your task. 10 metres. Yeah, to get out of your house, to get, you know, to, to because she was like, the only way you're going to get over this, you've got to face it head first. And so... Every time I saw her, there'd be something else that I had to achieve, like a task. And I, I rem- I'll never forget with one of my best friends, well, Kat, who you know. Yeah. Um, and she was so always so supportive. Yeah. You know, one of my tasks was, because the panic attack started on the train, Yeah. I had to catch the train one day. And, I mean, that was petrifying. What do you mean? Like, petrifying. What, like, like, to what extent? All I, all I, sorry, <laughs> that I'm, sorry that I'm laughing. I'm just, I, I know. Like, what, what, what level? Like Something that's so simple that yeah. you do every single day. Yeah. Yeah, like I was like, I can't do that. Really? Because that's where it started. I'm going to absolutely 
have a complete meltdown on the train, you know. Wow. And I remember being with Kat and being at her house and, and you know, she was so great. She was just like, no, this is what we're doing. We're going on the train. We're not even thinking about it and let's do it and let's get on the train. And we got on the train literally one stop to the next and back yeah. again. And that for me was like the biggest achievement. And wow. it just was like building it up from there. And I remember my first appointment with her. Yeah. Um, she said to me, you know, at the moment, what's what's your goal? Yeah. I was 21 at the time. And I was like, oh, my 21st is in six or seven months or something. Yeah. I just, I want, I want, I want to, do it. to enjoy myself there. I want, I want to like be happy again. I want to, you know, go back to my normal life that I was living before. That's what I want. Yeah. And, you know, she really did help me achieve that. Um, in saying that though, since then, you know, I've had so many lows. So the reason I'm playing you that is that you can know the depths of where she's been to. So for me, after hearing that, she almost seemed like the perfect person to ask her about how hard it is for her to tell others and importantly, what instruction she would give others if she could. What do you need in that scenario though? Like do you do you need them to sit down and drill you about it or do you just need them to know and just act cool? I will give you an example of um, I was going for a, a walk with one of my friends and yeah. I hadn't – this was um, – last year sometime, so um, not that long ago. Mm. And I hadn't, we were, we were walking around the tan and I hadn't, for me that was a, a huge thing to yeah. be doing at that, that moment. Yeah. Sort of, you know, maybe it was in between the first and second lockdown, I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I remember we got to a point at the tan and, again, she was like, are you okay? Because she could see I was not acting, mm. you know, normally. And I just said, no, I'm really anxious. Um I'm sorry, but you need to jog with me right now. Like I need to, please, can you just jog with me? Wow. And so she was just like, yep, because I think it sounds strange, but mm. I kind of need to keep moving. Um, but that's, I know, an avoidance, I guess, like Because if you're moving, strategy. you're not thinking, is that is that right? If I move, maybe I won't feel it completely okay. if it's if I stand still yep. I'm gonna feel the full effect of the yeah, panic attack okay, okay, okay. and so I and also I know that when you're jogging like yep. you eventually get to a point well for me yep. you're out of breath yeah yeah and, yeah you know when you can't then you know you, then it stops you thinking about actually breathing that's right because yeah, yeah, you're just yeah. running and yeah. you're focusing you're on yeah, you know? yeah you're physically exhausted yeah yeah so um to answer your question I would just say I'm feeling really anxious at the moment. Mm. I don't necessarily need them to say anything. I just want them to be with me and I want them to, you know, if I need to go here or if I need to go here, just come with me and be with me. So don't ask questions in that scenario. Like, um, I'm in a, I might ask for ridiculous things. I might ask you to come running with you, me. I might, I might ask you to yep. go over here with me. I might ask you yep. to just walk into a room with me and close yep. the door. Yep. Just please don't ask questions at that time. Yeah, just yeah. Um, just be with me and, and yeah. like, be there for me. Yeah. But know that I'm anxious and yeah. I need to get out of this current spot. Situation. That I'm in. See, it's so clear in these two examples that 
What she needs when she is anxious or is having a panic attack can be so varied. It's not a one-size-fits-all response. So practically speaking, maybe we need more than just an emoji to send to someone. And we probably need a function where people can customize their message to others depending on what their need is. It feels like everything is so important. But the next step is unfortunately equally as critical. This is the great part about interviewing friends and family and stuff. They're honest with me. So imagine if like you you woke up, you're having a panic attack, you send this message to somebody who's got those instructions, you get to work and you sit down next to the person that you're working with and they're like, hey, you just told me to tell you mm-hmm. you're going to get through this. How would that make you feel? Honestly. 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 I think it would only actually take effect if it was my voice telling me. Yeah, right. Or if it was someone like Nick. Yeah, right. Who knows you. Who, again, is like another safety blanket for me. Yeah, wow. So 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 for you, in terms of the person that's communicating with you, there needs to be a level of familiarity with Mm -hmm. what you're going with. 100% in order for them to be able to get through get through to yeah. the rational Bianca who's in there. Yeah. Because right. in my mind I'm like, you've got no idea what's going through my head right now. Mm. And You don't know me. Yeah. You, you, you can't understand this. You, you don't get it. You yeah. Know, Nick's dealt with this for seven years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he, across it. He knows it. Yeah. You know? It's funny, even with... Um, Friends. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just... I know. There are certain friends that you reach out to and certain friends you don't. I know. But um, I guess I I think exactly you nailed it. It's the people that know me really well. Yeah. But the people that don't, I would just be like, go away. You don't know what... You're you're just making me more anxious. (laughs) Yeah, I'd actually be like, fuck (laughs) You're making me so anxious. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The point is, tailor-making who you tell about how you are is paramount to this idea. When I'm depressed, I don't want to tell anyone. Maybe I tell Woods. And over time, he's brought that out in me. But just like Bianca, he's my security blanket. And for you, it only has to be one person. And you don't even have to know them that well. Because even though she might have been strong on selectively choosing who knows, Bianca speaks so well about the importance of just telling someone in your life. Whether that doesn't necessarily mean it has to be someone that you're in a relationship with. It could be your best friend. It could be your mum or your yeah, sibling or whatever. But, you know, it's it's good to have someone who who can balance you out. Yeah. So telling someone is obviously important. But through talking to Bianca... I think I'm realising that the reason a lot of people don't tell anyone is because they can't control how that person will treat them. And with this final step on the Share My Mood app, via an automated or customised text, we want to put the power in the sufferer's hands, which is just massive for both parties. Take it from Hugh Van Kylenberg, the Resilience Project's Trojan horse. I'm guessing for the app, there's something like if you're communicating how you're feeling, yeah. it does give us 
it frees up the response. We, it's, we get a reminder of like, it's not our job to fix anything here. Like that's yeah. not on well, us. Well, the, 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 the way that it works is that you, first of all, you check in with yourself uh, and then you say, then you, it asks you if you'd like to tell somebody else. And the next step is, how would you like that person to communicate wow. with you? Oh, so good. Yeah. So it's really, awesome. it's just three clicks. And then on the third click, everybody's, a, well, the person that you're going to interact with are across what's going on, but also the person you're going to interact with is free of the burden that you guys mm. so clearly carry, which is how do I, how do I act here? So there you have it. Now you're across it very broadly. What the functionality is, and hopefully that's simple. It's just meant to be three elements. And this is what Ryman and Rosie are going to be coding over the next four days before Friday. The three elements of Share My Mood. Element one, check in with yourself. And we're going to be using that mood thermometer. Element two, would you like to tell anyone how you're feeling? And element three, you can choose just using your phone contacts who you would like to tell and more importantly, how you would like them to interact with you. It's all in your terms. And that's not selfish. It's far from it. It's for their benefit too. So with these in mind, you'd think we're ready to go. But unfortunately, there is obviously somebody else that I'm making this with and they are chomping at the bit to get involved. It's, it's good storytelling. Like it's meant to be, it, it, I, I want people to be able to listen to this and be like, it, it's meant to be very much a, a conveying who we are going through this mm. journey. And that involves fucking around and... Do you want me to be your head of marketing? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sure, that'd be good. Perfect. That'd be good. Perfect. Risky decision. Um, I think they just, that's, that's I think they just made the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you let right in. Sure, sure. That was at a meeting that we were at on Friday. So he said the whole weekend to cook up cooked ideas. Um, and sure, one part of this app is building it. But as we're finding out, there is a business side to this. And all week you're going to be hearing about how Woody is marketing this thing before launch day on Friday. And today he kicked it off with his old partner in crime, He's dad. Uh, without further ado, I haven't seen it either yet, Will, so I'm excited to see what dad's put together. <laughs> okay. Uh, but uh, three, two, one. <laughs> dad. What? Dad. What? What's so funny? I'll tell you about it next time on Share My Mood. And next time I discuss the fourth and final element of the app, a part that I... Never actually intended for this to cover, but now I realize the ground that they share. It's kind of a necessity that it involves an element of this. It actually involves one of the biggest names of audio in the world as well. We're people that are, are meant to be happy. Yeah. Like we're, we, you know, to, to the outside world, it's yeah. like, God, how do you be happy all the time? Yeah. I just kind of, I just kind of thought, you know, I can't do this anymore. I can't, I can't lie about it. I can't um, fake it. And so if I at least step out and say, look, I'll take an antidepressant every day. I'll, I'll go and see a therapist every now and again. Yeah. At least maybe someone might have the courage to do the same. In fact, for those of you who've seen the Billy Zane movie, The Phantom, the fourth element of the app, this thing that I didn't think that I would cover but kind of inadvertently have, is very much like the fourth skull in that movie. You know the one he wears on his ring? Sorry if that's a spoiler for anyone. 
I realised I probably lost a few of you with my Star Wars reference last episode and that was probably the real clincher for those who are on the fence about the podcast, but screw you. It's Billy Zane, baby. I'll reference him all day long. For those of you who got the reference, you're pumped. Goes two walks. See you in the next step. Share My Mood is produced by Jackson McLennan. All music by Robert Bremner. The cover design is by Lockie Sue. And a huge thank you to my co-host and best mate Woody Whitelaw for suffering me. And also to my whole team who have continued to support a pipe dream here. A big shout out to my partner Sam as well who has just been the biggest of supports. Just a quick reminder before I go um, that if anything in the podcast brought up anything for you where you feel like you need to talk to someone then you, you can call Lifeline on 13 11 14 